Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 189 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're really excited about this because, first of all, we are kicking off the new year with a two-parter, which can I just say, (laughs) I'm really proud of us for not even taking any breaks last year, let alone like kicking it off with two episodes that were kind of like planning out back to back. And it's January 1 today. And it's January 1. We're wasting no time, guys. We're wasting no time. Um, But we're really excited about this because we love talking about planning and fresh starts and intentions and all that. So we're devoting two whole episodes to this idea of setting intentions for your life, um, especially for busy moms. And, you know, I know the word of the year thing is very popular right now on Instagram, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later, but I think there's all kinds of ways to set intentions and it doesn't have to look like, it doesn't have to look like that. Yeah. And I also think, um, there's times in your life where like your only intention might be to get through the day and yell less at your kids. And that's also okay. So I think I'm, I know I'm going to talk about some years where I kind of felt discouraged about everyone around me being all lofty about this because I was just in the weeds. So if that's you, I think this is still a really good conversation to have this time of year. And you may, you may realize that like, there's small intentions you can set that don't have to yes. mean that you're going to like start a business this year. No. And it can, and what, the one thing I do like about the word, and we'll get more into this in a little bit, but it's, it can be literally just in the back of your head. It doesn't yes. even have to, doesn't even have to be an action. It could just right. literally be something that you reflect on, which I think can be really helpful. Um, the other thing I want to point out is we do not think this all has to be done by January 1st. So if you're listening to this, like January 1st and freaking out because you haven't even thought about 2019 yet, uh, hello, like we've all been there. So just give yourself time. Like yeah. you've got a whole year. There's yeah. many weeks ahead of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip-On Flat and your Chardonnay heeled sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, 
That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right. We got to dig in. I think so. My word of the day, the way I'm (laughs) feeling about this episode is excited, but apprehensive. Those are two words. Yeah, those are two good words. (laughs) You and I are word people. We are word people. So I want to talk about this whole word of the the year idea to begin with. So it came on my radar probably. Well, I don't know. I'm starting to really lose track of time in my old age, but like six or seven years ago, maybe. Okay. But it has been a thing online. You found a reference to it going back to uh, 2006. Yeah. So Allie Edwards Um, is a popular blogger and um, I think her course and her materials are branded one little word. Yeah. And so she's definitely had a community around this. Um, And I think on the blog post I read, she said she's been doing it since 2006. I think she's had her kind of official branding around it since maybe 2010 or 11, like what you were saying, Megan. Yeah. Well, and the idea is that you just choose a single word that is kind of the overarching theme to guide all of your intentions or resolutions or goals or whatever you call them, right? So like, however you like to structure those things in your life, you have this one word. I've mm-hmm. seen it. I've seen people use everything from love to abundance to enough. Like, I mean, it's really, it's, it's much more of an intuitive and emotional thing, I think, than like, you know, success. Yeah. Although the words that could are, be one too. Yeah. Like money. Be, yeah. Cash. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it's definitely abstractions, I think, yes. are like, um, and it's fun to see how, you know, everything goes in trends, right? Like yes. simplicity was so in for a while. Yep. And like now I think we're coming into this like kind of female empowerment space and a lot mm-hmm. of it's more, it's just interesting to see how the trends have evolved. But yes, it's usually um, something abstract and something that can kind of guide 
every area of your life. So like we were saying at the beginning, it's not like a a goal that you're going to either achieve or fail or a resolution that you're going to keep or not keep. It's an idea. Um, And I like that. I like that aspect of it. Yeah. I always, you know, you know me and you, Sarah, Mm -hmm. we are both contrarians about trendy things. And I have to admit this, this one's no exception. Um, I actually think I chose a word of the year, like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago before it had blown up. And it's one of those things I think I probably think I thought of it, but it was like somewhere in the collective consciousness. You know how that happens? Like I probably saw a word that someone else said and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to set a word, you know, pick a word for my intention for the year. And then it turned out everyone was already starting to do it. That happens a lot. But so I did resist it for a bit, but I'm kind of coming back to the idea of it. Just, just as it took me five years to start watching the Sopranos after everyone else was into it or whatever, sometimes I have to circle back around and what I do love about the word is that it, it's so low pressure. Like it really is. Yeah. It's just between you and the word. It, you don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to actually show anything that proves right. that you did it. You know, you can, but you don't have to. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, it's funny as much as I'm not a rebel in so many ways, but I have a lot of the same trend aversion that you do. And it's something that's like, I can't help it. Cause even if something's a really good idea, my trend aversion comes from this place where like, if I didn't think it up, right. then then it feels like I'm just following the crowd and there's something I don't like about that. Or I think, well, that's a good idea, but I bet I could think of a better way to do it. (laughs) That's like a totally Enneagram (laughs) one thing to think. Like, I'm going to make this, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it my own way and it's going to be even better. And so then I don't even do it at all. Right. So yeah, this has been on my radar as long as it's been on yours, as long as I've probably been on Instagram. That's probably where like I have seen it, seen people talk about it. So at least six or seven years. Um, and I had never done it. I did choose a word in 2018 and I didn't really say much about it. But I I don't know what got me finally over. Like you said, like sometimes it just you have to kind of come to accept that this is a thing now. We didn't think of it. We yes. don't have anything better. So we might yeah. as well like go with the trend. We might as well try it out. Yep. It's funny you said The Sopranos yeah, so because done. I watched The Sopranos like 20 years after it came out. So I might even be <laughs> later to these parties than you. So you've done one though, right? You I did, did a, one last, yeah. just this year. It was the first time that I chose a word and I didn't um, do much with it other than like in my journal. And I don't think I, I don't think I posted. I know I didn't post publicly on my Instagram. I might've said something on our Instagram for the mom hour to kind of see what everyone else's word, but I definitely didn't do much with it. So do you want to know what the word was? Yes. Are we not there yet? No, please tell me. Um, So mine for 2018. So again, this is the year that's already passed um, was heart. And so it had like kind of a dual meaning for me. Definitely. I am like a head person over a heart person. Normally, like I'm very cerebral. I think things through logically, you know, which for a lot of us who are that way kind of can come at the expense of heart and intuition and, all of that. So like Mm. getting a little bit more, um, like paying attention more to the emotional side of things. So it had that side of heart. And then I also thought that it had some like literal and health things. Like I wanted to do more cardio and like think about heart health and things like that. So it was heart. I like that. And did you, first of all, how often would you say you really reflected on that word in what ways, like what practical ways did you actually incorporate that word into your personal life? I know it wasn't like a public thing yeah. for you, but your personal life, like how often did you think about it? So it, in the first half of the year, I actually had some structure about it. So what I did was I had a few, this is like, again, so me, cause it was so structured, <laughs> but I had a few like behaviors or goals or activities, little things 
um, that I wanted to kind of track weekly. Um, and okay. so at the end of a week, I think I did this on Monday mornings, not Sunday nights, cause I'm a morning person, but I would basically write in my journal and kind of look back on that week and think, how much did I read? Which was one of my things. Like how much did I, I don't even remember what some of them were, but they were pretty measurable things that I felt like if I were doing them regularly, then this overarching heart theme, I'd be sort of checking in in these different areas. Does that make sense? So I Mm -hmm. I sort of like broke it down into, I guess, behaviors that I was for a while kind of checking in, like, how did that go this week? And then that dropped off probably in April and I didn't do it anymore. Oh, okay. So So for a while I was paying attention to it. And, and, and what, Hen, like, do you feel like I had, like, what do you think the effects were? Um, I don't know. I I do think that that regular in our last episode, we talked about journaling, right? And mm-hmm. you, you're like a better yeah. journaler than me. And I sometimes like I, I just don't I, I haven't I'm not good at it anymore. So I think yeah. it, it gave me um something to journal each week, almost like a like a self report. That sounds boring, mm. but like a yeah, something to check in on each week. So I liked that part of it. I don't know how closely tied it kept me to that word. Like, I really yeah. don't know. But it was my first time doing a word. So I don't know how that compares. I've heard people say that some years it's truly like a guiding light the whole year. And other years it just kind of falls flat. So I, I got to yeah. figure that's okay. Well, and I mean, there's no harm. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. There's nothing there's bad no, is going, no, not going to happen all. if you come up with the word and then you get bored of it after two months. And, right. And we should talk about that um, as well. Something that just kind of popped into my head when you were talking is like, you know, what if what if the word starts to kind of run thin? Do you check back in? It, it, can it be a moving target? Do you pick a word that's so big that it can mean lots of things? Right. Or do you pick a word that's a little more specific? I feel like when I did it before, I picked a word that was maybe a little too specific. And okay. then once I felt like I'd kind of and I want to say it was. I don't remember now what it was, but it was something like pretty measurable, uh-huh. I guess. So once I felt like I was measuring success, I kind of just let it go because yeah. I was bored of it. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's one thing to think about. Although, is it so bad that I found success within a month and right. then forgot about it? Right. No, either way, it or, did what it was supposed to do. It's not so bad to give yourself, like if mine lasted three or four months, that might have set my year on a really good yeah. path for three to four months. And maybe I didn't need to the write myself irrelevant. a weekly report card every week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. That's one of like one of the reasons sometimes I think we shy away from setting intentions or goals or resolutions is this fear of not following through or that it's going to yeah. be all for nothing. And yes. so I think we can but give ourselves every little bit. Counts. Every little bit counts. So if yeah. you're if your word inspires you just for January, you never know how setting the tone is going to impact the rest of the year, the year, even if your behavior the rest of the year doesn't maybe look the same as it did when you were yep. super gung ho. And that sometimes can be the downfall or the um, the downside, I guess, of being like of making these big declarations and right. then being super public about them, right. because then there's all this pressure to to follow through even when you don't feel it. And then if you see other people kind of fall off the wagon or stop caring, it, you can start to feel like, well, nobody makes it all the way through. I don't see anyone blogging about this in right. August anymore. Right. Right. And so, like, I, yeah, I agree. It's you can let that go, even if it just gets you through a hard time of the year or yeah. like, you know, the winter yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, it all counts. Yeah, absolutely. So we should say that this this part one of this topic is really all about, I think, kind of the feels, the side, yeah. like the big picture. We're going to talk about, I'm going to share a couple of the words I'm considering for 2019. And Sarah, hopefully you'll yeah, feel have a, I have, a, the same. I have a long list, but yeah, I'll share okay. a few. Um, and then and then we're going to talk a little bit after the break about why, like, what is an intention? Why does it matter to your life? How is it different between your personal and parenting lives and how those two things intersect, et cetera. But then next week, 
we're also going to talk about some like really specific tools you can use. And I think yeah. that's where you're going to have fun with that one, Sarah. Yeah. Like, like, how do you, like you were just talking about your homework assignment, yes. your report card. Like, how do you see this through from beginning to end and make it a thing, not yeah, just this and, kind and of maybe idea? maybe like a bunch of different ways, because sometimes we're limited in what we see online as right. the various options. So I think there's more ways than than we think to stay right. on track or to, yeah, to just yeah. to stick with it. Okay, Sarah. So I'm ready to share a couple of my words. Okay. How much, how Are long you? have you been thinking about this? You've just really, really been... for like the last two weeks or so. Okay. And honestly, I, until like I had to sit down and write this outline because this, I, I volunteered. So everyone knows Sarah usually does the outlines for these <laughs> Tuesday episodes. And I volunteered to do this one. And maybe, then I dragged Do you think I maybe feet. had some burnout after the holiday, like 20 well, million episodes? I was like, yes, I can't you do were another out. one. <laughs> and then also you were like, you know, you didn't want to do this as a January 1st episode because you were, I just think, afraid that we wouldn't have anything to say before. You know, obviously, guys, we're in the land where this is being recorded. It's not, it's not January 1st yet. No. So I think that, like, like I just wanted to get ahead of it because yeah. I was afraid that if I didn't start thinking about it now, it'd be January 18th and I wouldn't even yeah. have given any thought yet. No, but it was I kind really, of a role reversal. Actually. It was, Usually right? I'm like so gung ho to like talk about the next season. And I was like, no, you were like, I'm no. not in January yet. Yeah. So I, I really, until I sat down and started really looking at the outline, I didn't think it through super clearly, but I had a couple words that kind of kept rolling around my head. So no, I'll share what they are. Okay. I want to hear but, what they are, but also did you, when, at what point did you decide to do a word since you have been so like kind of a rebel about this or you said, let's do an episode about it. Oh, okay. So it was prompted by this podcast. I didn't uh -huh, know if it had yeah. been rumbling around with you well, before that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, I think I got over myself a little bit. I'll admit when you said, well, maybe we could do something about intentions and setting a word. My first thought was, Ugh. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, kind of, because that's like partly my reaction. <laughs> because it's so done. Everybody does it, blah, blah, blah. But then I really thought, why not? It was kind of one of those get over yourself moments, you know, like, come on, Megan, get over yourself. This could be fun. <laughs> and there's no reason not to, as yeah. we've determined, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Right. I'm not going to go put it all over my social media. I'm just going to talk about it here. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, but there are things that have been on my mind. And so I'll talk a little bit about those, what those three things are. Okay. And I think they all go together, which is why it's kind of tricky to choose just one. That's also the part. This is a very Megan thing. I don't like picking one of anything ever. Right. Because I don't like eliminating other options. Right. So um, the three that are on my mind right now are discipline, patience, and focus. Okay. So all those words are sort of similar. Yeah. And here's, it, it sounds boring. Like discipline, patience, and focus are not fun words. They are not nearly as sexy as like abundance, freedom, freedom, you know, empowerment, blah, blah, blah. But they mean more to me in a concrete way. Uh -huh. And that's what I struggle with. So for me, like I've had a very emotional couple of years. Mm -hmm. And when I hit like moments of like high stress, one thing I'm never bad at is feelings. I'm always great at that. Like I could talk feelings, my emotional capacity to be supportive to other people, to think through my own stuff, to be self-aware in that way is like off the charts, no matter what's going on in my life, mm -hmm. where things start to fall apart is like cleaning my desk off or going to the gym, like the discipline. That's something I have to really think hard about to put back into my life. Like I will not be disciplined, especially if I start to get exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a thing called discipline fatigue. Mm -hmm. And if I'm finding myself fatigued just from like, getting through the day because things are hard. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is apply the kind of discipline it takes to move the needle forward. Right. But I know that when I do that, when I am in that place where I'm focused and hustling and disciplined, um, I feel great. Like that's a great right. place for me to be, to be right. in that zone is a great place. Right. It just takes a lot of effort to get right. there. 
Patience is a little bit outside of that, but I think it fits because it takes discipline to be patient. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a patient person. And you like, like, yeah, yeah, you like novelty. So it's kind of the, like part of what energizes you is things that are new and exciting, which is not a bad thing. No, but also with energy, but, but in, on a weird flip side to that, I also like resolution. Like I like to know where things are going. And if I can't see around the bend, I get mm-hmm. really anxious, which is weird. You wouldn't think that of me. I, because if I don't, if I choose the new adventure, sure. that's great. But if I am, am like stepping feet down this path and I'm on this path, but I don't know what's around the corner and I don't have control over it. Yeah. I want to run around the corner. I don't just want to like take limbo my time. That. I don't it, like the limbo. Yeah. Interesting. Um, which can make it hard to be disciplined about things like fitness and right. work. Cause if I don't exactly know where something's going to go, I start to lose some, I can lose energy mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. So the, all these things kind of go together. I, I don't, I think discipline's probably going to be the one because I think it affects absolutely everything else. I love the word uh, discipline too, because it has so much good meaning. There's multiple meetings. It also well, it's means, a verb yeah. and an adjective, Yes, which I like. And a noun. Wait, um, right? Yeah. I feel like I it mean, could also all, be a noun too, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah, because it's not you have discipline. Yeah. Right. You the have ad- discipline. Yeah. And you um, put discipline into effect mm-hmm. to get your goal. Maybe it's not an adjective. No, but I the adjective say, would be disciplined. You are, you know, you are. Oh, right. You are yeah. disciplined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking mad libs for a second. I wouldn't <laughs> say. <laughs> You know how you always yes. have like, I always yes. choose like stinky yeah. and like if my kids are doing it, I always pick the funny adjective. <laughs> discipline doesn't fit, but discipline does. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's where I'm at with it right now. Um, we'll talk more about that also in part two, but just like, those are the things that my brain is and they feel discipline also feels very actionable. Like yep. it feels like something where I can look at a day and know whether mm-hmm. or not I exerted any discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I can just kind of remind myself of. Yep. So I really okay, like anyway, it. so that's me. Okay. So. It's just so funny when we do things like this and everybody who knows us well knows that these are areas where our opposites really go in truly opposite directions Um, because things like discipline, patience, and focus are things that come really naturally to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Things that do not are a lot of the the things that you described as strengths for you. So it's just cool. We're just sort of like yin and yang there. So I wrote down like eight different words this morning. I'm not even going to probably read all of them. I'm going off the cuff out of my journal here, but they're mostly around the theme of um, letting go of a need for control. So being okay with uh, things that are in flux or unsure or not perfect. So I have um, allow, accept, Mm. invite. I like the word invite Um, because what the theme is, is I want to push myself to be um, okay when things are not okay. Does that make sense? Like instead of this conditional, like I will be okay when X, Y, and Z are checked off of a list or Mm -hmm. fill in the blank. We talked about this in our December intentions with how I feel about like feeling festive at the holidays. I'm always like, okay, as soon as the presents are wrapped, then I will sit down and look at the twinkle lights. It's this right. very like conditional checklisty way instead of like, I'm going to feel festive in the middle of a total, you know what show. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of um, inviting that. I don't know. Chaos is the wrong word, but inviting imperfection maybe. Mm. So mm-hmm. invite, allow, accept. I also have flow, trust mm. and release mm. on here. So I'm all over the map, but do you kind of, see the general but direction there, but there's still but right but there's these are thematically yeah many of them go together mm-hmm. thematically yeah are any one of them really 
feeling right? I would say not yet because I just started this morning, but also this is where I can get stuck because I want the best word word. that means all the things, you know, and and I want to like have it by December 31st at midnight. Otherwise it doesn't count. So I fall down all those traps. Now, what, what would, what would the process look like for you? Because I know for me, what it will be is literally just what I just did talking through it. Mm -hmm. And my intuition will latch onto one and that's the one I'll pick. And I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure I already know what it is, but like, it'll just be like, okay, this is it. Let's go with it. Maybe it's not perfect. How how would it look for you to actually narrow this down? At some point you have to play that game where you like count through and cross words out. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like what kids do? Yeah. I mean, I know exactly (laughs) what you mean. I think actually starting this because we are recording with a few days left in the year, um, starting this just this morning and having written down, I feel like that will sort of be rolling around in the back of my mind over the next several days. And one will either rise to the surface. There's, it's also very possible. There's one that I haven't thought of yet. That's kind of fills this same um, theme. And then, yeah, I mean, once I land on it, I'll commit to it. Like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. And then last year, so I already have my new notebook, my moleskin notebook for 2019. Mm. And last year I wrote it on the first page and I kind of journaled in those first couple of days of the year on the word, just kind of like free form. So I would probably do that again, just to kind of like, here's why I chose it and what it means. And, um, and then, like we said, if, if that's all I ever do, I think that's okay. Yeah, I totally agree. We are welcoming back Olive and June as a sponsor. And Megan, I'm so excited about this partnership because with spring right around the corner, I love refreshing the little things in my life, including my manicure. I am the biggest fan of doing my nails at home instead of at a salon because it's convenient, so much cheaper at just $2 a mani, and the results can't be beat. It all begins with Olive and June. Yeah, Olive and June's mani system has everything you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. These are profesh tools designed just for DIY. A couple of the items included are their best-selling poppy, which makes it so easy to brush on a smooth coat, even with your non-dominant hand, which you do have to use about half the time, it turns out, (laughs) and their award-winning cuticle serum, which is so nourishing and a finishing touch I love. Well, I've been a big fan of their quick dry polish for a while now. It seriously dries in about a minute, making it perfect for busy moms. Visit oliveandjune.com slash the mom hour for 20% off your first mani system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first mani system. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, so we're back for part two. And this is when we're really going to dive into, besides just this word, mm-hmm. like what is an intention um, in quotes? And then why does it matter to us, not just as women, but as moms. Um, and then we can also talk about, are there ways if, if something like the one word thing doesn't sound right yeah. to you, are there other ways to do this? And I think, yes, there yeah, are I a million agree. ways to do this that yeah. we can, we'll really dig into those next on the uh, part two, but I think we can also brush, like just touch on that today. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up this question because I think one of the reasons I almost resisted the word is because the word of the year thing for a while is because the yeah. idea of an intention and a word sounds so vague to me. And I am someone who likes 
specificity yeah. and like measurable action. Yeah. At the same time, I'm not actually a great goal setter or resolution maker either. So I don't know. That's for like a different conversation. But yeah. this, uh, this idea of intention being felt a little bit nebulous to me. And I think the more I've learned and the more I've thought about it, I don't think it is nebulous. I think it can really be a guide and a, um, I don't know, like, how would you say it? Like a like a guide. Um, it's, with- yeah, it's just one part of the puzzle. I wrote down a, a mantra mm-hmm. like, down um, in the outline, but it's the same kind of idea, right? Like, it's not the whole thing. You don't just say a mantra and then that's your set. Right. The whole idea is the mantra guides you, like yeah. you said, to behave differently in the moment right. or to see things in a new light or whatever yeah. it is. So you can combine that. Um, sometimes I've had years where I've written a mission statement mm-hmm. for myself. Again, I don't publish it anywhere. That creates a level of pressure. Sometimes I think can be unhelpful yeah. or I can create accountability and that can be great. But right. like, I think sometimes when it's something so personal and right. so kind of, right. um, so subjective, right. it's not like anyone's going to look at you and know if you're doing it or not. Right. right? So it's like the, the accountability is good, but only if there's something specific you can be held accountable to. Yeah. And, and I, and I think having an intention at sort of like the macro level here can actually be really helpful if you do struggle with making specific goals. So, or, yeah. or aligning your behavior to that intention. So I'll just use one of my examples from December. We did an episode a month ago called December intentions for moms um, about kind of how we wanted to be this holiday season. And I said that one of mine was let my heart be light. And I put that on my letter board. Um, But there were times throughout December where that first of all, that's just sort of cheesy and vague. And I put it on my letter board. But there were times when I referred back to it and thought, does my behavior match this intention? It doesn't. I'm I'm holding on too tightly or I'm being controlling or I'm being grumpy about something and and my whole goal is to let my heart be light. So I don't know. It just it is it can be vague and nebulous, but it can also help you anchor some specific behavior changes um, and then drill down into the nitty gritty of like, OK, what do I need to do in order to let my heart be light? I probably need to, you know, schedule less stuff or, yeah. you know, get an hour extra of sleep or whatever it is that then it can trickle down or drill down into the, the actionable goals. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, the thing is, we are faced with so many choices in a day, like right now, after we're done recording, I'm going to stand up and walk out of my room and I'm going to have seven different choices about Mm -hmm. what I can do. There's 107, but seven probably right in front of my face and having just a word in my head or Mm -hmm. like a a phrase or a mantra or whatever it is might allow me to eliminate five of them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right off the bat, you know, and then between the two that are left, maybe one feels a little more right. Maybe Mm -hmm. one lines up and it's just being thoughtful. Mm -hmm. It's, the whole idea is you're, you're living with intention. You're being intentional, Mm -hmm. which is the whole point is that you're not just reacting to stimuli. You're not just going through life like a single cell organism, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're, you're using your mind and critical thinking and your spirit and all those things that make you, you to make a choice in a moment. Yeah, no, I, and we have a million opportunities to do that throughout the year. I totally agree. And I think a lot of times moms in the trenches get out of the habit of any doing any kind of self-reflection, any kind of what do I want? What would make this experience better for me? And we talked a lot about that in our holiday episodes the Mm -hmm. last few weeks of kind of reclaiming some of that enjoyment of the season. Um, So basically, I'm in favor of anything that has moms sitting down and thinking about their own inner self. 
whatever yeah. it is, whether it's a word or a mantra or goals, um, because I know for me, there were many years where I just didn't I just didn't do any of that. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about this, like what this looks like in the mo- a life of a mom. And I think for you, it's going to look very different than for me. But mm-hmm. like that mom in the trenches thing, one thing that just occurred to me as you were saying that is when I was um, really in the trenches with little kids, I felt like my like life was so hard mm-hmm. that I felt so tapped out on doing hard things. Yes all the time that when I kind of cleared that hurdle yeah, and what life wasn't so hard, I felt like I deserved like a 10 year break from anything <laughs> hard. I swear. Like, I don't think I really thought about yeah. it, but I was like, Oh my gosh, things got easier. So now I'm just going to kind of lean into the ease. Like I'm just, and that's great. Like it's great to give yourself a break, but you can't just lean into easy forever yeah. because then you start to get soft and sloppy right (laughs) so so it's like that yin and yang and I'm wondering if that felt different for you or like how you've kind of experienced that yeah no absolutely I think I've talked about how I really kind of forgot what it was like to have any kind of leisure time or any kind of time time and space to think and I think I mean you're just over 40 I'm pushing 40 I I, we're not the only two 40 year old women who start to like do a lot of self-reflection like it's a you know it's just something that you do as you get older but I think I just didn't I was so out of practice of having any time or minute to myself in my own head that um it has taken me a while to think oh like okay I could think about this I could set an intention I could um yeah any of it yeah the thing that I was thinking about earlier was if I took something like the words I'm talking about Mm -hmm. And apply them to my life now as a mom. Um, something like patience might be like, okay, so say as I, when I leave here, I'm going to walk out into my living room and I know for a fact that Isaac is sitting on the living room sofa mm-hmm. with his earbuds in and his eyes closed. I don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> that's what last I saw him. That's what he was doing. Claire is in her room drawing. Everyone's just kind of milling around. So now if I had patience on my mind, how might I approach that moment differently of walking into that room yeah, where I still have things I have to do that would mean walking all the way through the house to the kitchen or walking out to my car and leaving or whatever. How might I make those five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes different if I had patience on my mind? Or if it was something like a morning routine or like, you know, dinner time or something like that, having the discipline to create a routine that leaves enough open space and time to even Mm -hmm. be patient to begin Mm -hmm. with is another thing. So it's like, Everything affects everything. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. My wheels, my yeah. wheels are turning. I'm, I'm, I'll have to report back on my chosen word. Cause I feel, I feel this okay. will require <laughs> by next week for sure. By our yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be thinking on this for a little bit. Well, let's talk about some alternatives to the one word intention because yeah. like, what if you just can't narrow it down? Yeah. And I mentioned mission statement. Another idea that I had is that maybe you could rotate through a new word every month or quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think that we, we don't have to have it. So I don't know, like we don't need to be so legalistic about these things. Right. I like to be legalistic. I know. But what if you, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But much like you said with your, with the episode where we talked about, and recently we just retalked, we just retalked, we just, (laughs) we revisited this topic and I don't even remember when we've been doing so many episodes. I starting to lose track, but we talked about how sometimes if you state how something that you're already doing, but feeling bad about, 
if you state it as the way yes. things are in a rule, it feels different. Yeah, agreed. So you could decide if you can't choose, you could decide you're going to do a word per quarter. Yeah. Or I'm going to have three words for the year or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I definitely agree. Another thing that um, helps me if I'm not feeling like I can find that word or that mantra on my own is I'm a big reader of all kinds of self-help and personal development books. So yeah. I think that's another really good. I find that if I'm reading a book for a few minutes every morning, um, even if I'm it could be a parenting book, it could be more of like a personal development book, something inspirational. Um, it stays with me in a way in the same way a word stays with you. And it yeah. just it just has that little like a gentle nudge toward more of the behavior that I want to have. And mm -hmm. so I don't even have a specific book recommendation, but I any, have one for okay, you. Great. It's for you specifically. Oh, great. It popped into my head when you were talking about uncertainty. Um, there's an author. Her name is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Pima Chodron. Oh, yes. I she, know. I know that. She's author. got multiple, okay. multiple mm -hmm. umlauts. On her. <laughs> so it's like, I think it's an umlaut. The two dots over the O's. Uh-huh. An umlaut. I think so. So how do you pronounce that? I, Chodron? I think it's Pima Chodron. I mean, I think you Chodron? were pretty close. We've now butchered it four times. So let's move well, on. Well, <laughs> someone I'm sure will let us know. Someone could like leave us a voice message of them yeah. saying her name. Um, anyway, she wrote a book called Comfortable with Uncertainty. Oh, that sounds like my word of the year. I'm writing it, it down. It does. Okay. So that one, I think, is something that you... And what I found, it was very easy to read. She's very, um, she's very like, reassuring. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just one of those books that really uh, resonated with me. And I, I like self-help, but sometimes I find them to get be a little drippy. Yes. You know, self-help books. And this one was one that did... It felt more straightforward. Yeah. I liked her approach a lot. I, I always see quotes by her and... Um, I, I'm just familiar with her, but I don't think I've ever read a whole book. So I'll yeah. have to check that one out. And then any, I mean, I love Brene Brown. So any of Brene yeah. Brown stuff. I also think that if you are um, in the thick of little years and a lot of what is stressing you is kid behavior, I think that certain parenting books um, can actually give you kind of a mindset shift where you at least feel like you're learning and have some new tools in your tool belt. So while it sounds maybe counterintuitive to say, well, a parenting book could help you with your own like mom life. But I think mm -hmm. sometimes we feel so devoid of resources or like just like we're floundering, right? Like your toddler, you now have a toddler instead of a baby and they're throwing fits every 30 minutes like that will stress you personally as a mom. And I always felt yeah. in those years, if I was doing a little bit of reading about, you know, whatever behavior, child development, anything like that, it just made me like kind of appreciate my role a little bit more and like everything my kids were going through. And mm -hmm. it just, it felt a little bit lighter. So that is a different kind of personal development. It's developing you as a parent. But I think, um, I think like, like we said, it, this is, this all overlaps. Um, yeah. so I think especially in the little years that can be helpful. Reading and writing. I, I found mm -hmm. that when I was writing about my kids um, and, and when I really came to it from this um, perspective of this is how I'm going to try to elevate this experience a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, like yes. what's the story I can yeah. tell about my life as yeah. a mom that's not misery and, yes. and stress and yes. just tired all the time. It really, it really helped me re reframe things as they were happening. And mm -hmm. I think it was one of the biggest, it had a huge effect on the way I parented. So yes. Some, I was doing it as blogging, you know, for after yeah. 2009, I was really heavily blogging. But before that, I was writing a lot about parenting. I did a column starting in yeah. like 2004. And it was just, it was just like a little, or even if you're just jotting things down in a journal, it's yeah. just helpful to be like, how do I want to feel about myself as a mom? How do I want to feel about my life with my kids? And how do I tell this story Yeah, in that way? Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that.
I don't know. I think I have some homework to do. I know. <laughs> but in time for the real January 1st, not right, the exactly. one that is... <laughs> the fake one that we just made up. But again, you guys, if you're listening to this on the 1st, don't feel like you have to like, you know, stress out and like have a word today. You not have at all. Time. Yeah. Because you have to wait a, other, a whole other week because we're going to help you in a week by giving you some, you know, tools and resources to help you narrow that down. I love that. I love that. I'm excited. Um, Okay. So come back to us next week, guys. Um, And then also I wanted to mention this Friday, we do have our first voices interview up of the year. We are wasting no time. And it is an interview with a potty training expert. So I know a lot of you are going to be tuning in for that one. If if your toddler's New Year's resolution is to lose (laughs) the diapers, I'm sure it is. And if your intention is to be chill about the potty training process or all of life in general, this will be a good it will be a good one for you and then so next tuesday we'll be back with part two of this conversation if you are a brand new subscriber first of all welcome or a brand new listener i should say the first thing you should do is subscribe because that will make sure that all of our episodes drop into your podcast feed so if some other mom sent you our podcast thank them for us and we thank you for (laughs) being here we have a page just for new listeners on our website I will link it up in the show notes, but you go to themomhour.com and look for the button that says new start here. And on that page, we have a whole bunch of resources for how to connect with us. And also some of our favorite episodes are listed there. So if you're looking at the archives thinking, holy moly, these ladies don't stop talking ever. (laughs) Um, We have a few special episodes that we picked just for you for new listeners. So go check that out. Um, And Megan, happy new year. Happy new year to you and happy new year to everyone out there. Um, We will be back very soon. Talk to you soon. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.